Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Welcome, it is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one tonight. And my, oh my, do we have a lot to talk about this evening. So Joe Biden's got a problem pretty much everywhere in the world right now. He's got problems in Europe. He's got problems with NATO. He's got problems with with pretty much every international body. He's got problems now with Putin and Ukraine. He's got problems in America. He's got problems with police. He's got problems with truckers. He's got problems with school teachers. He's got problems with politicians. He's got problems with lockdowns and scientists. He's got problems everywhere. So if you got problems, how do you get away from them, right? Well, here's an idea. Go out and kill the guy from ISIS that no one really knows his name in a special forces raid where some kids and women die. Maybe that'll fix the problem. Now, the interesting part about this is the hypocrisy that is just driving me totally bonkers from the way the media covered this today. This was like a big presidential moment, right? I'll say one thing. Thank goodness he was back on the prompter. Thank goodness he was back on the prompter because at least he had the prompter to give this four-minute statement. Now, I'm going to remind you of what the media said when a guy by the name of Donald J. Trump, who was the president of the United States of America who consistently was taking out terrorists, was killing those terrorists. And I want to remind you what they said about the president of the United States of America at the time. In fact, they had historians on MSNBC. They had historians talking about how this guy could possibly take us into World War III because he's killing terrorists. See, I'm old enough to remember going back to June 4th of 2019 when MSNBC did a very long segment on you know, suggesting that Donald Trump could start World War III because he's taking out actual terrorists that are trying to kill innocent people. And this is how they treated it when he was taking out the big dog leaders of al-Qaeda and ISIS. Can you imagine if someone with Trump's temperament had been in power in 1945, 46, 47, when we, tried, when we built NATO, the Marshall Plan, the creation, as Dean Ashes was being president, the creation of these institutions. If America first, so powerful from the mid, mid, mid to late 1930s through Pearl Harbor, if that had been a viable and ambient force, if isolation had been a, a huge force in those years, we wouldn't have projected that power and we wouldn't have had a bulwark against the Soviet Union. So this is this ain't beanball. This ain't beanball, folks. This guy may get us into World War Three because he's gallivanting around killing terrorists. That's historians, by the way. Those are historians. They brought on MSNBC to give you a, quote, historical context of what Donald Trump was doing. Now, you, you may 
have also forgotten, we didn't, I didn't, the montage of Democrats attacking Trump for actually killing Soleimani. Remember when Donald Trump decided to go after and kill Soleimani? They said, you're putting America at risk, right? It, it, it was a tragic action by Donald Trump, is how Bernie Sanders said it. It was tragic that he killed a terrorist. Chuck Schumer described the president as being erratic in his actions towards Soleimani. He's going to get us all killed into World War III. Elizabeth Warren said, we are not safer today because of what Donald Trump just did. Mayor Pete said, ho, hold on, America. Taking out a bad guy is not a good idea. Unless you're ready for what comes next. And clearly, Donald Trump is not ready for what comes next. And then there was Joe Biden. Joe Biden, who was running for president at the time, described Donald Trump's decision to take out Soleimani as an enormous escalation, clearly in a bad way, towards World War III. Did any of the media say anything about that today when Joe Biden, after the disaster that he's left behind in Afghanistan... After the fact, he allowed Americans to be killed on the tarmac and Americans to be left behind and others to be tortured and killed and hung and beheaded who helped America in Afghanistan. A guy that is a walking disaster with NATO, a walking disaster with Ukraine, a walking disaster in in Europe in general, has no coalitions behind him as he's trying to deal with Russia right now that is ready to invade Ukraine and probably will, realistically. you got Taiwan and what's going on over there. Hell, this is a guy, what, a week and a half ago that's like, well, if you want to go into Ukraine like a little bit, we're cool with it. Just don't take over like the whole country, Putin. Same guy that we know is compromised by the Chinese. Same guy we know has made millions of families. I, I call it a crime family. I believe that the Biden family, based on facts, not based on throwing mud, is a crime family. I think it's time for a special prosecutor for his son, Hunter Biden. And I'll explain why in a little bit. But, but again, back to today. This is a guy that can't figure out how to do anything right. But all of a sudden, he kills a terrorist. And everybody applauds him for doing this. Now, I'm just showing you how scumbaggery the media is. The Democrats, they were hitting Trump over the death of Soleimani because we actually took out a top terrorist and they were angry about it because how dare you do this? You're erratic. You're unhinged. You're not making the world a safer place. Sanders said it. His actions put us on the path to another war. He's going to start World War III. He's going to get you killed. He's going to get your kids killed, your family killed. He's making the world a less safe place. Donald Trump is public enemy number one. Threw a little montage together just to remind you of how the media played Donald Trump killing Soleimani and comparing it to today. Listen. His actions now put us on the path to another war. He's been erratic and unsuccessful in almost every previous foreign policy endeavor. This one is the most dangerous of all. We are not safer today than we were before Donald Trump acted. We seem to have accomplished what Soleimani was trying to do but couldn't. So in death, he's actually accomplished his goal. Taking out a bad guy is not a good idea unless you are ready for what comes next. I I don't even know what that means. That was Mayor Pete in North Conway, New Hampshire. He's in New Hampshire. 
And he's like, you know, taking out, a, I, I got to read the transcript because it still drives me insane. Taking out a bad guy is not a good idea unless you are ready for what comes next. What does that even mean? You take out Soleimani, you think we weren't ready for what happened next? Seriously? Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're implying? That, you know, taking out Soleimani is this terrible thing that should have never happened because you just don't know what's going to happen next. So, all right, do, should we have not taken out Osama bin Laden? I'm asking a legitimate question based on you guys being insane. And don't forget, Joe Biden, when he could put a sentence together without a teleprompter, had this to say when he was running for president. This is and was an enormous escalation. This is and was an enormous escalation. Killing Soleimani was an enormous escalation. Does anybody remember, like, how bad of a guy Soleimani actually was? He was an Iranian military officer who served in the Islamic Revolutionary Guard. He's a guy that tried to kill multiple and tried to plan killing multiple top Americans and did help kill countless American soldiers in Iraq and Afghanistan. This is a guy that sent money like we have never seen before to terrorist cells around the world to actually continue terrorizing innocent people. Hell, I'll even quote for you CNN at the time when this happened. Who was Soleimani, the Iranian commander, killed by a U.S. airstrike? That's their question. He was killed by a U.S. airstrike ordered by President Donald Trump at Baghdad International Airport on Friday. He was hailed as a hero in Iran, brave, charismatic, and beloved by the troops. Leave it to CNN to say all that. Iran's supreme leader, once called him a living martyr of the revolution, but the United States viewed Iran's top general as a ruthless killer. Well, did we view him that way, or was he actually a ruthless killer, CNN? He was an actual ruthless killer who bragged about it. One of Iran's most powerful men, Soleimani, cut a highly controversial figure. He was head of the Revolutionary Guards force an elite unit that handles iran's overseas operations overseas operations so it's a terrorist cell group all over the world and one deemed to be a foreign terrorist organization by the u.s having started his frontline military career in iran iraq war during the early 1980s soleimani rose to prominence to become an indispensable figure in iran planning and playing an instrumental role in spreading its influence in the middle east He's been in combat his entire life. His soldiers love him. He's a quiet, charismatic guy, a strategic genius, and a tactical operator. Is what a national security intelligence terrorism analyst told CNN. These are all the kinds of things looking at him. When you look at him, from the enemy's perspective, that is going to create a great deal of angst in, in that part of the world. The Pentagon says Soleimani and his troops were responsible for the deaths of hundreds of American and coalition service members and wounding of thousands more. Known as Iran's shadow commander, Soleimani, who has led those forces, elite forces, since 1998, was the mastermind of the Iranian military operations in Iraq and in Syria. U.S. officials believe that during the Iraq war, it was Soleimani's units that provided Iraq insurgents, listen carefully, America, with specially made bombs that could penetrate armor, a deadly weapon against American forces that killed countless Americans. During the war against ISIS, Soleimani was often reported to be a, on the battlefields in Iraq, 
slipping in and out of the country to help Iraqi forces battle extremist militants. Soleimani's forces also wreaked havoc far beyond the Middle East. U.S. Treasury officials say Soleimani was involved in a notorious plot on American soil, overseeing his forces and their officers who in 2011 tried, listen carefully, America, and failed to assassinate Saudi Arabia's ambassador to the United States at a Washington upscale Cafe Milano. In a statement on Friday, the Defense Department said Soleimani was actively developing plans, again, listen carefully, America, to attack American diplomats and attack American service members in Iraq throughout the region. It blamed the Iranian general for orchestrating attacks on coalition bases in Iraq in recent months, including an attack on December the 27th that culminated in the death deaths of American contractors and Iraqi personnel, people that had served in the U.S. military. Also killed in the U.S. airstrike at Baghdad International Airport on early Friday was the deputy head of the Iranian-backed Iraq Popular Mobilization Force. So we killed several terrorists. The PMF supporters and members attempted to storm the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad in a separate incident this week, according to the Pentagon. And Soleimani also approved that attack. From 2014 to fight ISIS, the PMF and their parliamentary, the Shah parliamentary forces made up of former militias with close ties to, you guessed it, Iran. That's who Soleimani was. So Donald Trump takes out Soleimani and the media's response is he's taking us into World War III. Can you imagine what could happen because of what he just did? Tragically, his actions now put us on the path to another war. He's been erratic and unsuccessful in almost every previous foreign policy endeavor. This one is the most dangerous of all. We are not safer today than we were before Donald Trump acted. We seem to have accomplished what Soleimani was trying to do but couldn't. So in death, he's actually accomplished his goal. Taking out a bad guy is not a good idea unless you are ready for what comes next. This is and was an enormous escalation. Yeah, there's how the media treat it. Fast forward to today, Joe Biden takes out a guy that most people hadn't really heard of, the new guy in charge of ISIS. Not saying we shouldn't have taken him out, but it's very interesting how the media is totally playing this a little bit differently, isn't it? Is he taking us into World War III? No, this was the right thing to do. Did some kids die? So what? More on this coming up in just a moment. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. You can find me on Getter, Twitter, Parlor, Instagram, and the Ben Ferguson podcast. I'd love for you to keep up with me there. Much more coming up right after. Mark Levin. My friends, I know you love freedom and want to defend it. And I know you love the Constitution. Well, so do I. And it's the same with Hillsdale College, the best liberal arts college in America. Hillsdale's mission is pursuing truth and defending liberty. It gives its undergraduate and graduate students the best education, and it is working to make this education available to all. But today, I want to tell you about Hillsdale's free monthly speech digest of liberty. It's called Imprimus. Over 6 million households and businesses receive Imprimus for free every month. And you can join them by subscribing at levinforhillsdale.com. 
There are no strings attached. Generous donors who love free to make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for free. And Primus is one of my favorite publications. It's short, smart, useful, and fun. Start receiving your own free copy of this great digest of liberty. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. All right, welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one tonight. And uh, you've heard the big news, right? We killed a terrorist. Can you name a terrorist? Most of you probably can't. Not saying we shouldn't have killed the terrorist. But this idea that this is some massive big victory is suspect to the timing of it, in my opinion. The fact that Joe Biden is totally spiraling out of control. He's having no victories anywhere. And then he comes out and he kills an ISIS leader in a special forces raid where a lot of innocent people did die. Which, remember, anytime Donald Trump killed a real big terrorist, immediately they started counting the bodies. Like, well, you know, you got to ask, is uh, Donald Trump is doing this? The unhinged, should he be trusting the nuclear codes? You know, there were some innocent people that died. I'm a realist. I believe that innocent people are probably going to die when you, when you kill a terrorist. There's a very good chance of that. Why? Because terrorists don't value life of the, even their own family members. We know that this guy apparently clacked off a vest or, 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 or some sort of bomb inside the home, killing his entire family, which is what a lot of ISIS leaders do when they are cornered. It's pretty sick, but they take out their entire family. But the double standard on this story, the compare and contrast, is perfect example of what I have been talking about for so long. These scumbags in the media, they will celebrate a no-name terrorist leader getting killed if a, if a Biden needs it done to maybe get his, you know, right the ship, get his approval rating up, right? Do, do I think there's some timing with this, seeing how bad things were after Afghanistan and now how weak he looks against Vladimir Putin that, hey, maybe if you take out a terrorist in Syria, that somehow that will change the dynamic with Putin? Maybe it'll change the dynamic with Russia. Maybe it'll change the dynamic with China and Russia against America, which we also now know that they are talking. There was also a very interesting report that came out saying that the Russians were getting ready to fake deaths with PR propaganda like Ukrainians killed them. And the media is now just all over that story. I'll have more about that coming up next. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. You can send me your thoughts and you can call me. one 381 My friends, I know you love freedom and want to defend it. And I know you love the Constitution. Well, so do I. And it's the same with Hillsdale College, the best liberal arts college in America. Hillsdale's mission is pursuing truth and defending liberty. It gives its undergraduate and graduate students the best education, and it is working to make this education available to all. But today, I want to tell you about Hillsdale's free monthly speech digest of liberty. It's called Imprimus. Over 6 million households and businesses receive Imprimus for free every month. And you can join them by subscribing at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who love free to make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for free. 
And Primus is one of my favorite publications. It's short, smart, useful, and fun. Start receiving your own free copy of this great digest of liberty. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. Constitution Man, Mark Levin. Call him now at 877-381-3811. All right, welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, and I would love to take your phone calls and get your reaction. You can send me notes on Getter, Ben Ferguson Podcast there, Twitter, Facebook, Parlor, Instagram. You can send me all your reaction uh, to the media just fawning over the President of the United States of America. Killing a terrorist when he needed to do it the most for himself. He needed this victory because he looked so weak and he realized that Russia is not listening to a darn word he says. How bad is it? Here's the warning that came out just a couple hours ago. U.S. exposes what it says is Russian effort to fabricate pretext for invasion. Officials are now saying Russia is planning a fake video showing an attack by Ukrainians on Russian territory or Russian speakers in eastern Ukraine. The United States has acquired the intelligence, has acquired it, about a Russian plan to fabricate the entire pretext for a massive invasion of Ukraine using fake video that would build on recent disinformation campaigns, according to senior administration officials. And others briefed on the matter. The plan, which the United States hopes to spoil by making public, involves staging and filming a fabricated attack by the Ukrainian military, either on Russian territory or against Russian-speaking people in eastern Ukraine. Then, of course, Russia would write, go in and kill people and massacre and take over. Russia, the officials say, intend to use the video to accuse Ukraine of, quote, genocide against Russian-speaking people, so then it would use the outrage over the video to justify an attack or have the separatist leaders in the region of eastern Ukraine invite a Russian intervention by begging them to come save the day. Sounds a lot like Crimea, right? Officials would not release any direct evidence of the Russian plan, or specifically how they learned of it, saying doing so would compromise their sources as well as their methods. But a recent Russian disinformation campaign focused on false accusations of genocide and efforts in Russian parliament to recognize breakaway governments in Ukraine lent credence to this intelligence. By the way, if you're in Ukraine, you're, 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 you're Russian, go home if you think they're trying to kill you. They're not in Ukraine. That's the whole point. If carried out, Russian operations would, have an, would be an expansion of a propaganda theme that American intelligence officials and outside experts have said Moscow has been pushing on social media as well as conspiracy sites and with state-controlled media since November. The video was intended to be elaborate, officials said, with plans for graphic images of the staged corpses in the aftermath of an explosion and footage of destroyed locations. They said the video was also set to include fake Ukrainian military equipment, Turkish-made drones, and actors playing Russian-speaking mourners. American officials would not say precisely who in Russia was planning the operation, but a senior official said the GRU, no different than the KGB, the Russian military intelligence arm, was deeply involved in the effort. State Department spokesman Price discussed some of the details of the planned video at his daily briefing, though he said the evidence of the plot remained classified to protect American sources. So, 
you're Biden and you need to win. You've lost control of this situation. You haven't mobilized NATO. You haven't mobilized anybody to get behind you to stand up to Russia. China, we know, is working with Russia right now more than they ever have before. We get this new information a couple days ago from the FBI director that said they're opening a new operation against Chinese spies in America every 12 hours. It's the worst it's ever been. And apparently we're getting our AWSs handed to us by the Chinese who are still in everything in America. You got the truckers that are starting to organize in this country saying they've had enough of Joe Biden and these mandates. You got the truckers and what they're doing in Canada. It's not looking good for your administration. You've run out of everybody else's money. We see what's happening with inflation and shelves that are bare. As one truck driver put it, hey, we're just taking about two weeks to flatten the curve, if you know what I mean. They're in this for the long haul. We're now being told that even Canada, they're even talking about using the military to go in and disperse, a.k.a. arrest, the truck drivers. That's in Canada. I'm just glad to know that they kind of know how to, Trudeau even knows how to fight. Well done, Trudeau. I, I, I thought you were wussier than this. I'll give you a little credit. But you add all this up. What a great time for Joe Biden to come out and read from a teleprompter. Walk out there and act like you're a big dog, commander-in-chief. Say the same things that Donald Trump said when you accused him of taking us into World War III when we took out a really big terrorist in the name of Soleimani. Joe Biden taking no questions after killing this big terrorist because he was late to go to a meeting with a mayor in New York City. Take a listen. Operating on my orders, the United States military forces successfully moved a major terrorist threat to the world, the global leader of ISIS, known as Haji Abdullah. He took over as leader of ISIS in uh, 2019 after the United States counterterrorism operation killed al-Baghdadi. Since then, ISIS has directed terrorist operations targeting Americans, our allies, and our partners, and countless civilians in the Middle East, Africa, and in South Asia. Haji Abdullah oversaw the spread of ISIS-affiliated terrorist groups around the world after savaging communities and murdering innocents. He was responsible for the recent brutal attack on a prison in northeast Syria holding ISIS fighters, which was swiftly addressed by our brave partners in the Syrian Democratic Forces. He was the driving force behind the genocide of the Yazidi people in northwestern Iraq in 2014. We all remember the gut-wrenching stories, mass slaughters that wiped out entire villages, thousands of women and young girls sold into slavery, rape used as a weapon of war. Thanks to the bravery of our troops, this horrible terrorist leader is no more. Our forces carried out the operation with their signature preparation and precision, and I directed the Department of Defense to take every precaution possible to minimize civilian casualties. Knowing that this terrorist had chosen to surround himself with families, including children, we made a choice to pursue a special forces raid at a much greater risk to our own people rather than targeting him with an airstrike. We made this choice to minimize civilian casualties. Our team is still compiling the report, but we do know that as our troops approach to capture the terrorist in a final act of desperate cowardness, 
He, with no regard to the lives of his own family or others in the building, he chose to blow himself up, not just to the vest, but to blow up that third floor rather than face justice for the crimes he has committed. Now, let's just go back to the media. The last time, and Joe Biden was in with the media and all these other politicians, when we killed a terrorist, basically in the same manner, a guy that was a really, really bad guy, you could argue way more influential, way more money, way more operation operations, commanded a lot more things at his hand, had much more disposal to major equipment and networks worldwide to kill people. What did the media say again when Donald Trump did it? He was taking us to World War III. Tragically, his actions now put us on the path to another war. He's been erratic and unsuccessful in almost every previous foreign policy endeavor. This one is the most dangerous of all. We are not safer today than we were before Donald Trump acted. We seem to have accomplished what Soleimani was trying to do but couldn't. So in death, he's actually accomplished his goal. Taking out a bad guy is not a good idea unless you are ready for what comes next. This is and was an enormous escalation. It is and was an enormous escalation. Well, what do you think you did, Joe? Using your own words, this is and was an enormous escalation. Using liberal logic, what do you think you just did to ISIS? I'm not saying I believe it. I'm just saying using your logic, right? That This is an enormous escalation, Joe. Why did you do it now? Why was it so important to do it now? Big guy, Mr. Tough Guy, I'm going to... I'm going to save the world today. I'm going to kill a guy in Syria because I can't do anything else right in the rest of the world. I'm, again, I'm not against killing terrorists. I'm an, I have no problem with us killing this guy. But the timing of it does seem a little bit interesting. Taking several members of his family with him, just as his predecessor did. I'm grateful for the immense courage and skill and determination of our U.S. forces who skillfully executed this incredibly challenging mission. The members of our military are the solid steel backbone of this nation, ready to fly into danger at a moment's notice to keep our country and the American people safe as well as our allies. And I'm also grateful to the families of our service members. You serve right alongside your, these soldiers and sailors, Marines, Special Forces, the loved ones, giving them the strength and support they need to do what they do. To our service members and their families, we're forever grateful for the, what you do for us, and we owe you a debt. Thank you. I got to ask another question, because I, I know I've, I've played a lot of Biden here, but it's important to hear what the commander in chief says justifying this. Where was this? And I, I, I'm asking this sincerely. Where was this guy when we were doing what we were doing in Afghanistan? Where was this guy? protecting American lives the way that he was trying to protect innocent lives in Syria that were hanging out with terrorists when all the Americans got blown up at the hands of a terrorist organization at the airport. Where was this guy so concerned now about innocent lives, the beginning of the speech, right? People that living with terrorists, hanging out with terrorists. Where was this concern for life, for children, for women, for innocent people when we left all those people behind that helped us for 20 years fight al-Qaeda, fight ISIS, fight people like Soleimani when you just left them behind. You know, we got this new information, a new leaked documents that came out about how pathetic 
the president's response was in the days leading up to what ended up happening in Afghanistan with the arbitrary deadline and the warnings that were coming and everything else that was happening. We got all this information earlier this week on that. And we know now how bad it actually is. Where was this guy then? Right? You, you, you walk out there, you announce the death of the Islamic State leader in Syria, a military strike, uh, killing 13 others, many of them women and children. And you talk about the reason why you didn't blow the whole compound up and that you were trying to, you know, protect life and save life. You didn't even do that for Americans that were sitting in Afghanistan. If it wasn't for nonprofits, for men and women that served in the military, for people that, you know, that, that, that got people together and, and got private planes and chartered planes and snuck people across the border, hell, there would have been countless Americans left behind. But all of a sudden today, hey, Biden, I boast that this strike took out a major terrorist threat. And defended his attempt to reduce civilian casualties. The president said he ordered the special forces team for the strike instead of a missile. Because he wanted to protect life. And a final act of desperate cowardice with no regard for lives of his own family or others in the building. Did you really think the dude was going to value life? He's He's a leader of ISIS. Like, come on, connect some dots here. He chose to blow himself up. That's what they all do. Not just with a vest, but to blow up the third floor rather than face justice for the crimes he has committed. Well, he knew he was going to die if you caught him. That's why he probably thought, screw it, click. Taking several members of his family with him. This is what ISIS does. So you send our men, in theory, into harm's way because you wanted to reduce the number of casualties, but you leave men and women behind in Afghanistan that made the casualty rate go up. And how they were brutally attacked and beaten and some of them hung, drug out in the streets, be dismembered. You understand now why I say the timing of this is a little bit unique. U.S. Special Forces under the control of U.S. Central Command conducted a counterterrorism mission this evening in northern, northwest Syria. The mission was successful. I'm just curious what the real motive is here. Is it really just killing a a guy who is a successor to al-Baghdadi? Or was this the fact that you needed a foreign policy win because you know there's real problems? On a side note, there's another big headline right now. Peter Schweitzer's red-handed book hits number one on the New York Times bestseller list. It's the number one book on the New York Times bestseller list. Nice time to get that thing out of the news, right? One week after it was released by HarperCollins. You know, the book that is now basically people, not basically, people literally are now calling for a special prosecutor to be appointed to investigate Hunter Biden and the Biden crime family. That's my words, a crime family. I believe that's what they are. Those around them, by the way, who have enriched themselves by advancing the interests of China's communist regime. Who's making money? Nancy Pelosi, Republicans like John Boehner getting paid. Biden family is being accused of scoring 31 plus million from five deals in China, all with individuals direct ties to highest levels of China's intelligence apparatus. Good time to attack a terrorist. 
You got a Chinese global energy company linked to the Chinese intelligence operation sent close to $6 million to Hunter Biden in 2017. Sounds like a good time to attack a terrorist. How American elites, including the Silicon Valley masters of the universe, propose, proposedly aid to the communist regime of China is also in the book. Yeah, number one, might, might be a good time to attack a terrorist. This book exposing donations from communist China, the University of Pennsylvania, tripled after the university established a Biden Center in 2017 and gave the former Vice President Joe Biden a professorship. Sounds like a good time to attack a terrorist to get that out of the headlines. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. My friends, I know you love freedom and want to defend it. And I know you love the Constitution. Well, so do I. And it's the same with Hillsdale College, the best liberal arts college in America. Hillsdale's mission is pursuing truth and defending liberty. It gives its undergraduate and graduate students the best education, and it is working to make this education available to all. But today, I want to tell you about Hillsdale's free monthly speech digest of liberty. It's called Imprimus. Over 6 million households and businesses receive Imprimus for free every month, and you can join them by subscribing at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who love free to make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for free. And Primus is one of my favorite publications. It's short, smart, useful, and fun. Start receiving your own free copy of this great digest of liberty. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Mark Levin, I'd love to get your phone calls in here. 1-877-381-3811. Get your reaction to Joe Biden uh, being Mr. Tough Guy today, killing a terrorist who most people have never even heard of before. I'm not saying we shouldn't have killed him. I'm just saying the time of this, the timing of this is very suspect. You got a number one best-selling book that's exposing the Biden crime family. You got a, you, you got a, a book that is now causing members of Congress... To call for special prosecutors into Hunter Biden, the same Hunter Biden, by the way, that planned to share his family's office space in Washington, D.C. with a Chinese intelligence link firm that employed a man Hunter described as the I think I can say this, Mr. Producer, the the effing spy chief of China wanted to share an office with him. Seems like an awful good time to, you know, bomb a terrorist. Doesn't it? Connect the dots, folks. Connect the dots. It's unbelievable. But hey, Joe Biden kills terrorists. He's not trying to start World War III. He's strong. Yeah. Trying to get that approval rating up, folks. Got to get that approval rating up. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Mark Levin, you can send me a message on all social media and grab my podcast, Ben Ferguson. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post. 
deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. All right. Welcome. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin, tonight. This may be the greatest headline I've seen in a long time. U.S. bobsled team renames their sled Biden because nothing has taken America downhill faster. I'm not going to watch much of the genocide games, but when the American bobsledding team is up, I'm watching, folks. I'm just telling you right now, I am straight up watching. This is amazing. Real headline. U.S. bobsled team renames their sled Biden because nothing has taken America downhill faster. God bless America. All right. I give you that headline to tell you this next story. And I don't like to say this very often because I do think people overuse two things now when they want to discredit people. Okay. Number one, I think they use way too often. You're a racist, bigot. I put those together. Everybody's a racist or a bigot if they don't agree with me. That's like the new thing. The other one that's starting to get used too much is, well, you're un-American. I don't think it's fair to say people are un-American just because they have a different viewpoint than you when it's not even an issue of being un-American or being American. Now, un-American means you're anti-America, okay? I say that because I'm about to accuse someone of being un-American, What does it mean to be patriotic? What does it mean to be American? I'm talking about specifically when it comes to kind of political speech, all right? And and, and bear with me for a second because you're going to understand I'm laying the foundation for what I'm about to criticize that has just happened in a new attack against U.S. athletes from Nancy Pelosi. I believe that it is un-American to try to silence American citizens if they want to speak out on something. I believe it's un-American to tell American athletes that are traveling abroad what they can and cannot say when it comes to standing up against communist China's genocide. I believe there should be decorum. I believe that there should be um, focus on the Olympic Games in general. But to say, as Nancy Pelosi has now done, to instruct like she's a dictator or a tyrant that all all U.S. athletes, quote, not speak out during the Olympics against communist China's genocide, I would argue is flat out un-American. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has now, quote, instructed U.S. athletes, all of them, to not speak out against communist China's human rights abuses during the Winter Olympics because it might make China angry. So who, who, who are you representing now? Are you representing America? Are you representing China? Quote, I would say to our athletes, you are there to compete, Pelosi said in a in part during testimony before the Congressional Executive Commission on China. Do not risk incurring the anger of the Chinese government because they are ruthless. I know there is a temptation on the part of some to speak out while they are there. I respect that, but I also worry about what the Chinese government might do to their reputations, to their families. 
The commission's hearing on the eve of the opening ceremonies for the 2022 Winter Olympics in Beijing was organized as a platform for Pelosi and several activists to highlight China's human rights record, including reports of forced labor and acts of genocide against ethnic communities in China, as well as suppression of democratic protests in Hong Kong and religious repression of Tibet's Buddhists. Pelosi encouraged the athletes to, quote, be safe. This is the Speaker of the House, the United States of America. You could argue the most powerful Democrat in Washington, because she's, in my opinion, more powerful than Joe Biden, just from a cognitive standpoint, telling American athletes, shut up. Now, is this not the same woman that supported kneeling And the protest to kneel and the turning your backs on the American flag and not singing the national anthem and wearing the Black Lives Matter T-shirts and supporting Black Lives Matter while they were torching actual cities in the United States of America, supporting an organization that chanted, what do we want dead cops? When do we want them now? Isn't this the same woman that supported Black Lives Matter? The same organization that chanted death to America in California. The same organization that chanted pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon in Minneapolis-St. Paul. The same organization that bailed out heinous criminals who were arrested during Black Lives Matter protests and helped raise money for their bail. The woman who supported LeBron James and whatever, the, what, Kaepernick and all these other idiots who were clearly being anti-American protesters that she stands behind, but then she wants to tell Olympic athletes to shut up and against the Chinese Communist Party in Beijing and what they're doing in human rights violations? Come on! I would say to our athletes, you're there to compete. Do not risk incurring the anger of the Chinese government because they are ruthless. Okay, now... Here's the one thing I have to say. When she says you're there to compete, all right, how is that any different than shut up and dribble or shut up and pass or shut up and catch or shut up and kick the ball, right? Remember when people were like, how dare you tell athletes to shut up and play? That's what she just did. She literally just did that. The same thing the woke movement said, how dare you tell somebody to shut up and play? I would say to our athletes, You're there to compete. Do not risk incurring the anger of the Chinese government because they are ruthless. Yes. I know there is a temptation on the part of some to speak out while they are there. I respect that. But I also worry about what the Chinese government might do. Okay. If Nancy Pelosi worries about what the Chinese government might do, then why the hell are we sending our athletes to the genocide games? If you're saying that you can't control the Chinese and you think the Chinese are such a threat to the American athletes that they must keep their mouth shut or you can't guarantee their safety in China or that they may disappear like the famous Chinese tennis star did, then why the hell are you not canceling U.S.'s participation in the games? 
Could it be because you and your family made a crap ton of money from doing business deals with the Chinese government? Could it be that your husband has made an incredible amount of money as her husband and her son have scored big business deals in China? You know, Nancy Pelosi, and this is a fact, shifted her China stance as her family scored big cash from Chinese communist companies. House Speaker Pelosi softened her criticism of Chinese communist regime as her husband and her son were making more money than they never made in their lives. This, by the way, came out in that new number one best-selling book that's out right now. You might want to get your hands on it, red-handed, how American elites get rich helping China win. This also comes as Nancy Pelosi is under fire for stock trading returns made by her and her husband that regularly outperform the markets. Now it appears though her family's businesses opportunity in China have influenced her policy views on Americans, America's chief adversary. Yeah, Pelosi's family has had millions of dollars on the line when it comes to China. And the speaker seems to have altered her position on China's communist regime for a policy perspective from a policy perspective of these investments grew and took shape in a big way. Remember, Pelosi began her career as being a tough-on-China person. And just like today, still occasionally rips the Chinese Communist Party for human rights abuses, but tells American athletes to shut up about it. The longtime member of Congress and Speaker of the House was, early in her career, a particularly harsh critic of China's human rights practices. She continued to be vocal about some of those issues, but her positions have softened as her family has sought and received lucrative commercial opportunities in mainland China. Here's my thing. Why the hell is any member of Congress's family doing any business in China? If you represent the U.S. government, immediately you should be patriot enough to say, screw it, I'm not even going to risk it. In the early 1990s, she even pulled off a protest in Tiananmen Square that in Infuriated Chinese officials. Back in 1991, she was kind of like an AOC. She was a junior member of Congress trying to get woke and famous. She found herself in Tiananmen Square. She was part of a congressional delegation visiting Beijing barely two years after the horrific events had unfolded. And Pelosi had been in meetings with Chinese officials. With a couple of colleagues, she covertly carried a banner into the middle of the square and unfolded it in front of a small crowd in the media. To those who died for democracy in China, it read, the Chinese police were furious. They pushed through the crowd to seize the banner. It started. I started running, Pelosi claims, and my colleagues, some of them got a little roughed up. The press got treated worse because they had cameras and they were detained. The foreign minister ministry denounced the events as premeditated and farce. This move was not an isolated incident. Pelosi actually was tough on China for years. By the way, the banner was less than three people wide when they were holding it up, just so you know. But that's who Pelosi used to be before she got, or before the Chinese communist apparatus got their tentacles into her family and their pocketbooks. The Wall Street Journal, let me remind you, reported two months after a Politico story in May of 2009 that Pelosi told the U.S.-China Clean Energy Forum in Beijing that the reason for her shift on China was a resultant part of issues like climate change that the two countries need to tackle, quote, together. She said, I think this climate crisis is a game changer for the U.S.-China relations, even though human rights abuses were getting worse in China at the time. 
It's an opportunity, she said, quote, we cannot miss at the time. Well, while the, quote, climate crisis that Pelosi said it was a reason for softening on China, follow the money and it looks a lot different. Pelosi's husband and son started seeking and securing deals on mainland China. Pelosi's husband, Paul Pelosi, became a partner investor in a Matthews International Capital Management, a pioneer in the Chinese investment market. Matthews International Capital Management was run by Pelosi's friend and political supporter, a mega donor who has given millions of dollars to Democrats and Democrat-aligned causes. That dude launched a Chinese growth fund as far back as 1995. Maybe that's why she's telling them to shut up. The China Fund, by the way, exposed in the book, is now uh, Matthew's best-known investment fund. That's why it's recorded Matthew's China Fund fact sheet is saying, under normal market conditions, the Matthew's China Fund seeks to achieve its investment objective by investing at least 80% of its net, net assets, which include borrowing for investing purposes in the common and preferred stock of companies located in China. The Pelosi family has had millions of dollars invested in just this particular operation. In addition to Paul serving on the board, the Pelosi's had a big chunk of money invested in Matthews. In 2010, the Pelosi's held between $5 million and $25 million in a Matthews fund specializing in Asian investments. Paul Pelosi received partnership income between $100,000 and a million bucks. So you want to know why Nancy Pelosi is telling athletes to shut up? Because she's got money flowing from China. Maybe that's why she's telling you to shut up, American athletes. Don't make them angry. Now, I go back to the point I just made one moment ago. If Nancy Pelosi thinks the American athletes are in this much danger, why is she even sending them? Why did America not pull out? I would say to our athletes, you're there to compete. Do not risk incurring the anger of the Chinese government because they are ruthless. I know there is a temptation on the part of some to speak out while they are there. I respect that, but I also worry about what the Chinese government might do to their reputations, to their families. There it is. There it is. Shut up, American athletes, and go play ball. But if you're in America, I'll support you with doing anything that disrespects this country. one 381 3811 Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Grab my podcast. I do this every day on a podcast. I'd love to keep up with you there. Also on social media, you can follow me Twitter, Facebook, Getter, all of them. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Inflation under our current administration is at 40 year highs. Everything's more expensive cars, gas, groceries, housing, cost of living increases are bankrupting Americans, which is why you need to find areas in your life where you can actually save money. And your wireless bill is one of them. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile all overcharge you for the same service you could be getting from Pure Talk at a fraction of the cost. That's why I'm a customer and why you should be one too. And listen to this. The more 
lines you have, the more you save. Right now, you can get four lines, talk, text, and data for just 64 bucks. That's not per line. That's total, which is how the average family is saving over $800 a year. Find out how much you can save. So do this. Go to puretalk.com. Find the plan that's right for you. Find the phone that's right for you. Or just bring your own. Then, this month only, enter promo code Levin Podcast, and you'll save an additional 25% off your first three months. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin, L-E-V-I-N, podcast. So, Mark Zuckerberg has just lost billions of dollars. Why? Because Facebook suffered its first ever downturn in users. Could it be that a bunch of conservatives got sick and tired of being silenced and it happening all the time? And so finally, people just said, the hell with you. We're not going to use your platform as much anymore. Could it be? I think it could be. I think the chickens are coming home to roost. And I think people are realizing that on Facebook, you do not have freedom of speech if you disagree with Facebook. That's what I think. By the way, Joe Biden just spoke without a teleprompter in New York City. It's gotten bad, folks. Joe Biden said that uh, Americans, uh, every city should strive to be like New York City. Dude, you can't let the guy speak without a teleprompter. Come on. They should know this by now. Have you looked at the crime stats in New York City? Have you, have you looked at how bad it is in New York City right now? It's not good. Okay? It's, it's, it's like off the charts. The crime's so bad, he had to go to New York and meet with the mayor about how bad crime actually is. He's like, man, New York's great. You guys should all be doing this. In New, York, New York is just, it's fabulous. We should, everybody should strive to be more like New York. Really? New, New York. We want to help every major city, quote-unquote, follow New York's lead. In New York City, crime is up 38%. Shootings are up 32%. Transit crime is up 75%. And grand larceny is up 91%. And Joe Biden says we want to help every major city follow New York's lead. Well, if you break every city and you destroy it all, I guess that's one way to get communism a little bit faster. Tyranny, dictatorship. Maybe that's why. That's our president of the United States of America speaking without a teleprompter. We want to help every major city follow New York's lead. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. We'll be right back. Inflation under our current administration is at 40-year highs. Everything's more expensive. Cars, gas, groceries, housing, cost of living increases are bankrupting Americans, which is why you need to find areas in your life where you can actually save money. And your wireless bill is one of them. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile all overcharge you for the same service you could be getting from Pure Talk at a fraction of the cost. That's why I'm a customer and why you should be one, too. And listen to this. The more lines you have, the more you save. Right now, you can get four lines, talk, text, and data for just 64 bucks. That's not per line. That's total, which is how the average family is saving over $800 a year. Find out how much you can save. So do this. Go to puretalk.com. Find the plan that's right for you. Find the phone that's right for you. Or just bring your own. Then, this month only, enter promo code Levin Podcast, and you'll save an additional 25% off your first three months. That's puretalk.com. 
Levin.com, promo code Levin, L-E-V-I-N, podcast. The establishment's worst nightmare. Mark Levin. Call in now. 877-381-3811. All right, I want to take a poll question real quick. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin, tonight. Uh, Do you think America's athletes should have been sent to the Olympics or should we have said no? Especially after what I just told you about Nancy Pelosi telling American athletes, you better shut up. Or in other words, we're not going to be able to protect you. If you talk out about the genocide games when you're over there. So just shut up. Stop talking about it. Okay. Be quiet. Don't say anything. You shut up and dribble. Shut up and play. The complete opposite of what she's been saying her whole life. Right. Pelosi is instructing athletes. Don't do it. Kevin McCarthy, minority leader, said this in response. Pelosi, Speaker Pelosi doesn't want to upset the Chinese Communist Party. So she's warning U.S. Olympians to stay silent about China atrocities. No surprise, this comes right as Democrats are trying to jam through a 3,000-page American Concedes Act to help China but hurt America. Guy Benson, buddy of mine over at Fox News, said, If she believes U.S. athletes should be silent about China genocide because the CCP's Reprisals would endanger the safety of athletes and their families. That's a very strong case that the U.S. should not be dignifying this disgrace with our presence in any way. U.S. Representative Carlos Jimenez, Republican Florida, said the U.S. should be backing up athletes using their freedom of self-expression to expose the Beijing communists for the murderers they are, not telling them to hide America Americans down Coward, a communist, we defeat them. Couldn't agree more. But here we are, folks. Pelosi is instructing U.S. athletes to keep their mouths shut about human rights abuses in China and not incur their anger. You will do as you were told and listen to your masters. That's what Pelosi is telling you. She even says the Chinese government will come after you and your families in America. But it's fine to send American athletes to the games? Shut up and dribble, you idiots in the U.S. Olympic team. Shut up and ski. Shut up and skate. Shut up and bobsled. I would say to our athletes, you're there to compete. Do not risk incurring the anger of the Chinese government because they are ruthless. I know there is a temptation on the part of some to speak out while they are there. I respect that. But I also worry. I love this. I know I did it back in, at Tiananmen Square, and I know I held up a sign, and I know they were ruthless then. But you got to understand, I got a lot of money tied up in China. I don't need any problems. I got my husband getting rich. I got my son getting rich. I'm getting rich. I got a lot of money tied up over there in China, okay? So you guys just chill, all right? I don't need any antics over there. I got, I got, Pelosi, I got, I got Pelosi millions making over there right now stewing, marinating over there. You guys better shut up. About what the Chinese government might do to their reputations, to their families. Yeah, to their reputations and their families. All right, poll question for you. Do you think America should be sending our athletes? I argue no. I know that there's great athletes. I know they're working hard, and I know they would miss an opportunity, but if you can't keep them safe, and what it sounds like, you can't keep them safe, 
So why the hell are we sending them to the genocide games? one 381 3811 You can also send me your thoughts on our poll question on Twitter, Getter, Telegram, Facebook, Instagram, all those. I'll just yes or no. Should Nancy Pelosi or should the U.S. abide by Pelosi and what she says, don't speak out, or should we not send American athletes? If you want to know how crazy this is over there, dozens of people in hazmat suits are standing outside the airplane doors. Even the baggage handlers are protected head to toe as they take our luggage off the airplanes. That's coming from ABC News' Maggie Ruley from Beijing ahead of the 2020 Winter Olympics. She also said, quote, the Olympic closed loop is a collection of bubbles, all fenced in with physical barriers keeping all of us separate from the rest of China. It's like the most ambitious bubble system ever created, and it's a feat to witness up close. A feat to witness. Like, she's impressed by this. She said, well, it's probably because they did it with slave labor. So there you go. They did it with slavery. Good job. Yeah, let's let's praise them over there with ABC because this is what you need to do. I mean, we're just mesmerized by the, what the Chinese people can do without paying people and torturing people. And, you know, it's pretty impressive. So this is pretty nice. Kind of digging this. Look at what they were able to do through genocide through slave labor, through torture. I mean, it's a, it is a feat. It is a really nice. one 381 All right, Mr. Producer, let's go to Matt on line three. Welcome. Matt, you are on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in tonight. Hello. Hi, Matt. Go ahead. Matt, you there? All right, I guess we lost Matt. We'll try to get you back, my friend. one 381 3811 Rich in Jackson, Tennessee. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson with you tonight. Hello. I am most honored, sir. Honor and, is all uh, mine, my friend. Good to talk to you. Instead of me uh, 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 taking up too much time, I would rather you ask me any point that you've already mentioned uh i i talk slowly but i'm quick on my brain and i actually said i did a a stint with national review in 1975 in new york city and i took i sat there at a little table with william f buckley and the editors and so on and uh I'm beyond conservative. Do you have any questions for me about border? Simple question. Should we have sent the U.S. athletes to China knowing what a risk apparently even being over there is to their life based on what Pelosi has said? It's, yeah, uh, no, it's beyond risk. It's a matter of um, any any honor left in America after the uh, uh, laptop from hell and the red papers and uh, and Mr. Levin and uh, uh, I can mention others. Go ahead. Uh, give me all the time you want. Well, here's what I'll say, and I appreciate your phone call, sir. Thank you for calling. I, I, I will say this. I think it's very, very clear. Rich, extremely clear that this 
leader of our government, Nancy Pelosi, is threatening the American athletes that if you don't shut up, we can't, America can't protect you. We just can't do it. Why would we send them to the genocide games? And think about this from China's perspective with what they're doing and what we're looking at in Taiwan and everything else. Seriously. Think about it for a moment. What message does this send to the Chinese that we have the leaders of the free world warning our athletes to shut up? What does that say to them? What does that say to them? Think about it. One eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven. Let me get back to your phone calls, and I will go to Matt on line three. You are on the Mark Levin show. Hi, Matt. You there? All right, Matt. I guess we lost you. We'll try Joe on line two. Joe, welcome. You're on the Mark Levin show. Nice to have you with us. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Yeah. So this is this is how I see it. Uh, I say we send our athletes and we actually encourage them to speak out. And uh, if they do, see how China responds. And hypothetically speaking, if they actually arrest athletes, that might be like some kind of wake-up call to the administration, to the actual threat that China poses. I don't think, it'd be, of- I don't think that would be a wake-up call to this administration. Look at what they did to Americans in Afghanistan. Do you really think taking a few American athletes, if China decided to do that, or screw with them or screw with their families in America, do you honestly believe after what, how, how, I mean, clearly how little they value the life of any American, even in Afghanistan, do you really think that would be a wake-up call? The only thing it would be for them is a PR nightmare, and they'd try to figure out how to get out of it solely from that perspective. Hmm. I also think uh, Nancy Pelosi and her threat to the athletes was very uh she sounded like a like some kind of mob boss you know well like i i said this well, I, I we did a i did a deep dive into the history of what it meant to be an american while overseas on my podcast after nine after uh what happened in afghanistan and the point that i made then was there was a invisible protective bubble around Americans almost anywhere you went in the world. And that protective bubble was basically don't screw with us. Does that make sense? It was a, it was a don't mess with us bubble. Like you don't want to screw with American citizens. You don't, you don't attack them. You don't kill them. You don't abduct them. You don't incarcerate them. You don't accuse them of crimes. They didn't commit. Because the American government will come down on you. You leave American tourists alone virtually anywhere in the world. You don't screw with America. That is now gone after what happened in Afghanistan. And it's very clear from the way that Pelosi's speaking right now that she believes it as well. We're not, there's no protective bubble around me now when I travel to Mexico. That's, that's gone. There's no protective bubble about me if I go to Europe or to Asia, that bubble is gone. That protection is gone because what Pelosi has now described as 
we ex- if you are an American and you go and you criticize China, you're on your own. These people are ruthless. Don't do it. When you start conceding to the Chinese Communist Party and to terrorists like we did in with the Taliban in Afghanistan, they test the waters and then they respond. That's what they do. And what the world now knows is it's open season on American citizens. You can screw with them. You can threaten them. You can mess with them. You can do all of these things. And America, under this administration, is probably not going to get very angry and may not really get that involved. Once you took your hand off those American lives that were 60 feet or 30 feet away from those gates... At that airport, once you took the hands off the people that helped Americans, not exaggerating, literally for two decades in Afghanistan and in Iraq, those interpreters, those that risked their lives to save American lives, and you left them, you hung them out to dry, the world at that moment realized checkmate. And I'm talking about the bad people in the world. Look at what we're allowing to happen to Americans in this country right now. Look at what we're allowing to happen to American citizens in places like New York. Look at the crime rates that we have in this country right now. Look at the murder rates, the homicide rates, how deadly cities like Chicago and Detroit and in New Jersey and New York and places like in Portland, Minneapolis have become. We don't even protect American citizens in America anymore from the bad guys. So why would we spend any time protecting Americans from terrorists and others around the world like the Chinese Communist government? The FBI director came out, I think it was yesterday, and I'm going to play this for you because it's a very important clip. And Warren said he was totally shocked by the tentacles of China and what's going on in America right now, like totally shocked by their spying apparatus. The amount, what, what they're able to do is, is virtually unprecedented, he said. We're opening every 12 hours a new investigation into espionage and people that are spying from China in the United States of America. That's what he said. But we're going to send American athletes? to China and tell them to shut up while they're there and we think that makes us look strong as a country? (laughs) That's not a very good signal to send, my friends. 1-877-381-3811 Simple poll question for you. Should we have not sent our athletes to represent the United States of America knowing now what we know to China. one 381 You can call me or send in your comments on Twitter, Facebook, Parlor, Getter, Ben Ferguson Podcast, or Ben Ferguson Show, and grab my podcast. I'd love to keep up with you each and every day on the Ben Ferguson Podcast. Much more coming up. Mark Lovin.
Inflation under our current administration is at 40-year highs. Everything's more expensive. Cars, gas, groceries, housing, cost of living increases are bankrupting Americans, which is why you need to find areas in your life where you can actually save money. And your wireless bill is one of them. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile all overcharge you for the same service you could be getting from Pure Talk at a fraction of the cost. That's why I'm a customer and why you should be one, too. And listen to this. The more lines you have, the more you save. Right now, you can get four lines, talk, text, and data for just 64 bucks. That's not per line. That's total, which is how the average family is saving over $800 a year. Find out how much you can save. So do this. Go to puretalk.com. Find the plan that's right for you. Find the phone that's right for you. Or just bring your own. Then, this month only, enter promo code Levin Podcast, and you'll save an additional 25% off your first three months. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin, L-E-V-I-N, podcast. So Nancy Pelosi has told the American athletes going to the Olympics to shut up. And the FBI director, Ray, has now done a one-on-one exclusive interview with NBC News just about how bad the scale of Chinese spying is in the U.S. He says it, quote, blew him away. That's right, blew him away. Welcome back. Mark Levin Show, Ben Ferguson with you. And I have a simple poll question for you. Do you think that America should have said no to sending our athletes to the genocide games? I'm boycotting the games. I'm not watching them like I usually do. Why? Because I'm not going to support the network and all the advertisers that are spending money to advertise with the genocide games. The human rights abuses are horrendous. I argue we shouldn't have sent our athletes to these games and we should have put together a coalition of other major countries to do the same exact damn thing. But we have a commander in wuss and we have Nancy Pelosi threatening the athletes, telling them to shut up, not the Chinese party. Now the FBI director has come out and the FBI director has said in this exclusive interview that when he learned how widespread the Chinese spying is in the U.S., he was, quote, it blew him away. He says, and by the way, I'm not a guy that, you know, gets blown away very often. Now, there's local headlines all over the country now of Chinese spies getting caught, which is exactly what the nightly news was trying to tell the American people. With Pete Williams. An East Bay tour operator is facing charges tonight of spying for China. The FBI was tailing him around. The FBI says this is Chinese spying at work. Edward Pung leaving an envelope of cash in a California hotel room and retrieving an SD card loaded with classified information. A classic spycraft dead drop. He's now in federal prison. The creation of those counterintelligence task forces. Christopher Ray says when he became FBI director, the sheer amount of Chinese spying to steal American technology was a huge surprise. This one blew me away. And I'm not the kind of guy that uses words like blown away easily. Well, then, you know, if you're blown away, why are we sending American athletes? Can you guarantee the safety and the security of the American athletes if they do speak out? Sounds like you can't. So why are we sending them? Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark Levin. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? 
This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Our story, Ben Ferguson, filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. It's nice to have you with us tonight. Uh, The big question is, should America boycott? Should you be boycotting the genocide games? I love supporting athletes. I was an athlete my whole life, played in college. I love it. But when you hear what what is being said about our athletes and how our athletes apparently are supposed to act they're supposed to shut up they're supposed to be silent nancy pelosi has come out telling u.s olympic athletes do not speak out while in china i would say to our athletes you're there to compete do not risk incurring the anger of the chinese government because they are ruthless i know there is a temptation on the part of some to speak out while they are there. I respect that, but I also worry about what the Chinese government might do to their reputations, to their families. Yes, so there it is, to their families, to their reputations. In other words, we really can't keep you safe, so you need to shut up, right? You need to to quiet, you you need to simmer down. Now, the FBI director has come out, and the FBI director, Ray, has said now on camera in a one-on-one interview that he is shocked by the amount of spying that is happening in the U.S. It blew him away. If China is doing this to us in America, why are we sending our athletes? I'm going to play you this segment in its entirety from the FBI one-on-one with NBC Nightly News about just how bad spying is from the Chinese in the United States right now. They're kicking our AWSs. An East Bay tour operator is facing charges tonight of spying for China. The FBI was tailing him around. The FBI says this is Chinese spying at work. Edward Pung leaving an envelope of cash in a California hotel room and retrieving an SD card loaded with classified information. A classic spycraft dead drop. He's now in federal prison. The creation of those counterintelligence task forces. Christopher Wray says when he became FBI director, the sheer amount of Chinese spying to steal American technology was a huge surprise. This one blew me away. And I'm not the kind of guy that uses words like blown away easily. We are investigating, uh, opening a new China-related counterintelligence investigation. About every 12 hours, we probably have over 2,000 of those investigations. Other countries spy on each other. So what does China do that's different? There is no country 
no country that presents a broader, more severe threat to our innovation, our ideas, and our economic security than China does. I'm referring not to the Chinese people, not to people of Chinese descent or heritage. What we're talking about here is the Chinese government and the Chinese Communist Party. The Chinese government has repeatedly insisted that it doesn't steal American business secrets. But the FBI says Chinese spies target a range of American innovations on COVID vaccines, computer chips, nuclear power plants, jet engines and smartphones, for example, sometimes by planting company insiders, sometimes through its world-leading cyber theft. The scale of their hacking program and the amount of personal and corporate data that their hackers have stolen is greater than every other country combined. And Ray says the Chinese government exports elements of its oppressive police state, sending teams to the U.S. to threaten and intimidate critics. China may be the first country to combine that kind of authoritarian ambition with cutting-edge technical capability. It's like the surveillance nightmare of East Germany combined with the tech of Silicon Valley. But what about the criticism from Asian-American groups who say the Justice Department's China initiative has overreached with some Chinese espionage cases collapsing? We don't investigate anyone based on race, race or uh, ethnicity or constitutionally protected activity. In fact, in many cases, Chinese-Americans are some of the people most victimized by the Chinese government's tactics that we're describing. Ray also accuses China of going after secrets in other countries, but he says the U.S. is its number one target. Less- the U.S. is its number one target, and so our response is to tell our athletes to shut it, go play in the games, say nothing, because we might not be able to keep you safe, and that's America's game plan. I am so glad we cleared that up. One eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven. Let me get to your phone calls now. Let me go to John in Fargo, North Dakota. John, welcome. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in tonight for the Great One. Hi. Good evening, Mister Ferguson. I miss my night job because I used to listen to you all the time. <laughs> there, there you go. I miss, I miss listening to you. Well, I'm glad you got so- me tonight. You know, Grab my podcast, my friend. You can listen in the mornings. 100%. Well, Give me your you know, reaction I, to this. I'm not one of these technologically advanced people. <laughs> I, I agree 100%. And let me, elaborate. let me elaborate a little further. What annoys me the most is when I go grocery shopping lately, and I look at Smithfield and their pork products that are undercutting Every American company that's out there all the time, people do not understand. Look at a label. Look into the background of the company that you're buying your food from. They are controlling and attempting to control the market by driving a company, a North Dakota-based company like Cloverdale, out in Mandan, U.S. jobs, U.S. owned, out of business. Look at your seafood. You know, it used to be I could go buy, you know, random cuts of seafood, you know, frozen seafood in the store produced, caught in the United States. Not anymore. It's all coming from China. And China does horrific things. You know, what annoys me the most is we didn't boycott these games. When we boycotted games in the past from Russia for far less, far, far less things that Russia was doing to its own people. 
It's when you when you think about the demise every 12 hours, we're opening up a new counterintelligence investigation. Uh, when you're saying the FBI director is saying, and I have no reason to believe he's not telling the truth based on what I've seen, it's probably 100 percent accurate that this is what they're doing to us. Right. This is how they're treating us. This is this is the way that they're going to continue to treat us. Um, it, it is it is very clear that what you are witnessing right now is a country that is bowing down to China. And this, I think, goes back to the, the, the Peter Schweitzer new book. There are too many Americans making too much money off of making cash directly from the Chinese Communist Party, the, 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 their entities, including Nancy Pelosi's family, that is getting rich. And there's Republicans doing it, too. John Boehner was mentioned in this book in a major way. Senator Trent Lott from Mississippi in this book. And these guys have sold out America. That's what they've done. They've sold out America. Plain and simple, they said, screw it, I'll take the dirty money. Because they don't clearly care about us. And if they did, they would never allow this to happen. They would never, ever, ever allow it to happen. God bless you, sir. Thank you. Good to talk to you. one 3811 Let me go to Scott. In Cabot, Arkansas, you're on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson in tonight. Hi. Mr. Ben, how are you tonight? Good, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. Hey, I've been listening, and you're doing a phenomenal job filling in for Mark. Um, You know, I'm with you on all this stuff. Uh, There's a lot of people that have sold out America. We know Pelosi's uh, comments that you mentioned, you know, the... China crimes against humanity, China's technology stealing and all that type of stuff. But when you talk about the Olympics, here's one thing that crosses my mind. Besides all that type of stuff that we could protest against in the previous call and talk about things uh, with Russia when we uh, boycotted the Summer Olympics over things, is we've got all this Wu flu pandemic, quote, pandemic. Um, the whole COVID thing, and it, and evidence is showing that it did come from a lab leak, no matter what Fauci and all his NIH and everybody says. But so now we're going to send all these world athletes into China, and then if there's a new thing, they're going to all go back to their their countries and have that type of stuff. That's what gets me. We, we talk about the vax. They push the vaccine and all this stuff, which doesn't do anything. But we're going to send all these people into this one area, then send them all back out into the world. And I was kind of curious what your thoughts are on that. I, look, I, I mean, I think what you're referencing is pretty spot on. Um, I also think there's a, just a bigger question, and, and that's this. How much, how, how compromised is Joe Biden, his brother, and Hunter Biden with the Chinese Communist Party, knowing how deep they have their tentacles into their family, and I would refer to as a crime family. How much dirt do they have on Joe Biden, on Hunter Biden, on Biden's brother, knowing the millions and millions of dollars have been flowing into their family? Because anybody in his position, knowing now what we know, would be challenging China and the Wuhan Institute of Virology, and the Chinese government on what they have done to us with COVID. 
the amount of money it cost us. The list goes on and on. But they've said nothing and they refuse to investigate because I think they know that they are owned by the Chinese Communist Party. They are owned by China. Literally, their livelihoods are coming directly from the Chinese Communist Party. And you can see it with Nancy Pelosi and her son and her husband as well. They are owned. They are owned by China. China owns our debt. They own the people running our country. They, they can basically now do whatever they want to do, including whatever they want to do in Taiwan. America is not going to stop them, not under the leadership of Joe Biden. And this dude can barely get two sentences together. I mean, when was the last time Nancy Pelosi had really harsh words or warnings to China? She's not she has harsh words about China, but she's having she's having harsher words for the athletes going to China. Like like really, 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 really understand that. Her warning is not to China saying don't screw with American athletes. You know, look at what the FBI said. They said to all the athletes, take a burner phone. What is a burner phone? It's a phone you throw away after you use it. It's what drug dealers use, cartel members use, terrorists use. They're, all, they're telling everybody, get burner phones. Why are they telling them to get burner phones? Because, simple reason, the reason why they're saying get those burner phones is very clear. They're going to be spying on you as an American citizen the entire time. Know that, understand it, get your head around it. Okay, they're going to be spying on you the entire time. So just, ve- you, you need to really, really, really understand that China's running everything right now. And there's no way to stop it. They're in charge. one 381 3811 Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. You can send me a note on Twitter, Getter, Parlor, all of those, Instagram, Facebook. And if you like what I do, please subscribe to my podcast. It's free. You can listen to the Ben Ferguson podcast every day. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. So there's an interesting comment made tonight by... Josh Hawley's a Republican senator from Missouri, and he was talking about Ukraine. A moment, watermark. At a time when we need to be focusing less on Europe and more on our major security threats elsewhere, China, and then of course our own southern border. I mean, listen, if we expand NATO, it means that the United States will be providing additional security guarantees that will be more embroiled in European conflicts. This isn't the time for that. We can't do everything. The United States can't do everything. We've got to focus on the safety of the American people and the number one threat to that abroad right now is China in addition to of course our problems on our southern border he's right by the way 
United States can't do everything, and we have to focus on China and on our southern border, which should be the most important things out there. I couldn't agree more. But now we're in this scenario. We're in this place now where we think we can do everything and we're going to now take on, I guess, lose to everybody. Maybe that's how it is. We got this terrorist today, so we're strong. Russia's still going to go into Ukraine if they want to. They can do it. We're not going to stop them. You know, you look at today, Joe Biden. Hey, we want every American city to look like New York City. Are you kidding me? We want every American city to look like New York City, the place where you're most likely to get murdered in a major city in America today. Nancy Pelosi warning Olympians not to speak out against Chinese abuses while in Beijing. And if you do, there's going to be real problems. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, you better focus first. You better focus on this. Look, I, I and, and Pelosi, by the way, I want to give you a little more context to what she said, because she actually started off by saying that, look, I've been speaking out against human rights violations in China for a long time. Like, I got credibility here. You have no credibility since you changed your stance, since your husband. Yet the Chinese government works desperately to cover up their abuses, rewriting history and projecting a very different image to the world, or tries to anyway. Many in Congress have fought to ensure that the world remembers the truth of the PRC's human rights record and to hold them accountable, including by seeking to deny them the honor of hosting the Olympics. In 1993, Congress passed strongly bipartisan legislation calling on the IOC to reject China's 2000 bid And we were successful then in doing so. Many of us again opposed China's 2008 bid. Sadly, the IOC chose to sell out on human rights in China. Did did we sell out? Did you sell out, Nancy? Because your husband and your son are making millions off their connections directly to investments in China and companies that work with the Chinese Communist government. Joe Biden's family has made... 30 plus million from China from companies that are directly connected to the Chinese Communist Party. You want to sit there and grandstand like you're not you're not cashing in on China right now and then your real threat is to the American athletes shut up and play, shut up and don't say anything. Wow. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one Mark Levin will be right back. Levin, the most popular conservative author in America. Call in to the Mark Levin Show now at 877-381-3811. All right, welcome back. It is Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Mark Levin tonight, nice to have you with us. And we got some new news that has just broken. I'm going to give that to you because every time you think it, it couldn't get worse with this president, It does. We now have been told that Joe Biden is planning on supporting, advocating, and paying with your tax dollars, which means you will be paying, quote, reparations. 
pay off the Trump era border crossers with amnesty. That's right. The newest reparation style plan from President Joe Biden ditches the cash payouts, which they lied about saying they didn't know anything about when they're the ones that did know about. And they're the ones that flowed the idea. And they're the ones that wanted to pay six figures to the border crossers that were, quote, subjected to former President Donald Trump's zero tolerance policy. And instead, provide them with amnesty to permanently resettle in the United States of America, we're now being told. Last year, Biden's Department of Justice, DOJ, Homeland Security, DHS, and Health and Human Services, HHS, were in settlement talks with border crossers represented by the ACLU, who claim they have suffered, quote, trauma as a result of the Trump-era policy. Here's an idea. Don't break into somebody's country and you won't have to worry about the trauma, you idiots. For months, reports speculated and circulated that Biden was considering, in fact, paying out $450,000 to every border crosser involved in the case, costing about a billion in American taxpayer money and more than was given to the American victims, to put in comparison, of the September 11th terrorist attacks. A hell of a lot more money than was given to the families of soldiers that died fighting terrorists around the world after 9-11. In December 2021, Biden dropped the payout plan following intense backlash from the American public, a.k.a. taxpayers. Some polls showed that 63% of Americans, including 64% of swing voters, were opposed to the ridiculous plan. So now, Biden and the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas are urging Congress to, quote, authorize a new payoff plan. American citizenship, amnesty for every border crosser subjected to Trump's zero tolerance policy. Mayorkas tonight told NBC News, quote, we are advocating to Congress that they provide these individuals with legal status. That requires a statutory change. The White House is 100% supportive of this plan as am I, and we continue to advocate vigorously for it. So break into America, and we will let you become an American citizen after we apologize for you for actually locking you up or holding you accountable for breaking into America. That's now what the Biden's plan is. So while we've got China going on as a distraction, while we've got The president flying to New York where they're the crime hub of America right now saying every city should be like New York City. While we've got Russia wanting to invade Ukraine and us not doing anything to stop that because we can't because we're weak. And while we have the genocide games going on and threatening American athletes to shut up. We now have Biden, the Department of Homeland Security. You know, by the way, we want to give amnesty to a bunch of people. Amnesty for border crossers would be far more lucrative, by the way, than the previously circulated $450,000 payouts. Why? Because it would allow them to secure green cards and eventually naturalize American citizenship, and they could use that to bring an unlimited number of foreign relatives to the U.S. through the process known as chain migration. Last April, House and Senate Democrats introduced legislation that would provide a reparation-style amnesty to border crossers who were, quote, subjected to the Trump-era policy. The plan, though, has gone nowhere in either chamber. How much is it going to cost us to give amnesty to all these people that then will get on government aid is another question. Angel families, by the way, those who have lost loved ones to illegal immigrants, have previously said 
that none of these illegal aliens deserve anything more than a removal back to their country of origin. What does the government owe the families who have been victimized by illegal aliens? Often forever is the question that the Angel families asked last year to the president. Don't worry, the president hasn't answered that yet. So now, instead of giving them $450,000 payments, we'll just give them citizenship. Citizenship. Then it'll, you know, that'll make us just, you know, a whole hell of a lot of money, right? That'll cost us a ton of money, but who cares? Because these people deserve something. Because we enforced our policies and had a zero-tolerance policy. That apparently is the worst thing in the world now. You, you can't make this stuff up. It's sad. But you can't make it up. This is now the new reality. It's sick. Whose side are they on? Are they on the side of us? Are they on the side of the people that break into this country? Just think about that while you think about how much money this is going to cost us. You break into America, we reward you with citizenship and chain migration so you can bring countless people into America. And then we have to take care of you if you choose not to take care of yourself. And we subsidize and pay for everything you want and need. And that's your punishment for breaking into America. Now, you know why Democrats want to do this. They want the votes. This is, this is amnesty. This is new voters. This is bringing in new people that will vote for you forever. You will own them like you own the African-American voters, what Democrats desperately want and need. You get them addicted to the government aid and the cash that they can get their hands on. Many people that come across the border have no problem working for cash payments. So they'll, they've learned to cash in on the free American stuff, and then they work for cash. Number one stimulus to Mexico's economy is what? Illegal immigrants sending cash payments, Western Union, back to Mexico. So all these other foreign countries love it when their citizens come to America. They get their hands on cash. They take 60, 70, 80, 90% of it, send it back to the host country of origin, to their other family members there, and they get paid. What could possibly go wrong with this plan? Because if you give them free stuff, They will vote for you forever. That's what the Democrats have figured out. So screw the payments. We'll give them lifetime payments through government aid. That's what we're going to do. 1-800-474-9732. No, that's my number for my show. Sorry. 1-877-877. 381-3811-1877-381-3811. Let's get to some of your phone calls now. Uh, let me go to Glenn in Texas. Welcome. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in. Hi. Evening, Ben. It's a pleasure, sir. Nice to talk to you as well. I'm I'm confused. I don't I don't really understand why we're in China to begin with. I mean, I know these people have spent a lot of their uh, adult lives training for this, but uh, they might as well go ahead and start their children learning Chinese. 
I mean, if we can't stand up to the Chinese, uh, we have nothing left. I mean, we've st- stood up to every nation in the world to become what we are. Why would we give it up because of the Democratic Party? Um, and to well, the, you know, you know just, just look at the hypocrisy on another issue. You, you know, you may have heard about... Joe Rogan, who's the undisputed podcast king in this country, right? This is a guy who asks questions, and now the entire left wants to cancel him. Hell, the White House is advocating for canceling him. The White House is tougher on an American citizen asking questions about COVID than they are on the Chinese Communist Party and and the threats to American athletes. Let that sink in. They want to cancel American free speech, this Democratic Party, and the White House is advocating for canceling yet again another person who asked a question. Joe Rogan's sin was he asked a question that went against the narrative of Fauci and this White House, who is obsessed with taking away every right that we have because of COVID-19. This dude has a big audience, and they, and they do not appreciate the way that he is using his platform, so now what do they want to do? All right, screw you, man. We'll shut you down. We'll silence you forever. Watch this. That's what the White House is doing. Not tough on China, not tough on Russia, not putting sanctions on people preemptively because the actions of Russia. No, 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 no. We're going to come after American athletes, tell you to shut up, and we're going to try to silence People that disagree with us. That's right. Podcasters. That's public enemy number one. We're going to give out amnesty to people that aren't American citizens, and we're going to punish the American citizens by making them pay for the illegal immigrants and whatever they need while they're in America for the rest of their lives. That's what we're going to do. one 381 Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. You can grab me on Parlor, Twitter, Getter, all the social media, Instagram, Facebook, and you can grab my podcast if you like my what I do. Ben Ferguson Podcast. Grab it. Much more coming up. Mark Lovin. It is Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. Always a pleasure to fill in. And uh, again, I say thank you to the staff and the team for for letting me have a great night hanging out with you guys. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, One more thing I do want to bring up real quick before I run out of time is I I do want you to think about the priorities real quick of this White House. Jen Psaki is spending more time attacking Joe Rogan, who's a podcaster for asking questions about COVID, then she is going tough on China or Russia right now. In fact, they're advocating for silencing, for, for, for getting rid of free speech of people just like Mark Levin, just like me, and just like Joe Rogan. Guys like me that do a podcast thinking that was our last place we could go to have truly free speech because we get silenced and censored by Facebook and others. So we're like, screw it, we'll do a podcast. They're like, oh, no, 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 we'll get to you too. Don't worry. We're going to go to the platforms that host your show. We're going to get that you canceled. The White House is actively doing this right now. Because if you even just ask questions, Joe Rogan didn't uh, advocate for anything. He asked questions of people with dissenting viewpoints. 
on COVID, which, by the way, on COVID, how many things have they gotten wrong? They got masks wrong. They got, you know, although you get vaccinated, you can go back to life. They got two weeks to flatten the curve wrong. They got the lockdowns wrong. They didn't work at all. They got it all wrong. These, I, I said this yesterday when I was on Outnumbered on Fox News Channel, and I said they've gotten everything wrong. They have no trust left with the American people. They've never apologized for what they've gotten wrong either. But if you bring up what they've gotten wrong or you ask questions about what they've gotten wrong, they'll come for you, silence you, because we're the United States of America. We're the Biden administration. We'll silence any one of you, even the biggest one in America. The Surgeon General also was asked uh, on MSNBC about Joe Rogan's vaccine comments uh, on Spotify, and he said that tech companies have an important role to play in stopping misinformation because uh, they are the predominant places where misinformation spreads. Um, Spotify is putting out uh, advisory warnings on episodes that have to do with COVID-19. Does the White House and the administration think this is a satisfactory step, or do you uh, do you think that companies like Spotify should go further than just you know putting a label on there to say, hey, go do your own, you know, t- check this out, you know, there's more research you can look at, you know, scientific research regarding COVID. Sure. Well, last July, you probably know, but the Surgeon General also took the unprecedented step to issue an advisor on the risk of misinformation in public health, which is a very significant step. And amid that, he talked about the role social media platforms have. So our hope is that all major tech platforms and all major news sources, for that matter, be responsible and be vigilant to ensure the American people have access to accurate information on something as significant as COVID-19. That certainly includes Spotify. So this disclaimer, it's a positive step, but we want every platform to continue doing more to call out mis- and disinformation while also uplifting accurate information. I mean, look at the... What, what did Joe Rogan get wrong, by the way? Like, no one is, has told me that yet. Besides asking questions of brilliant minds that disagree with the tyrant and dictator Fauci and everything he's gotten wrong. Fauci is more polarizing as a public health official than Donald Trump ever was as president. I, I, I truly believe that. And if your job as a public health expert is to get the public to trust you, then it's clear that Fauci should resign because he has completely failed at that. Part of getting the people's trust, by the way, is apologizing when you get it wrong. There's a lot of things that Fauci could have said we got wrong and explained it, and people would probably trust him more. But he's the most ineffective health leader, public health official I've seen in the history of this country. And yet there they are. Oh, well, you need to silence anybody that asks questions about what we've been doing wrong. That's basically what the White House is saying. Anything that if you question any of the decisions we've ever made, even if we're wrong, we want you deplatformed. That's why I'm still mad at a bunch of rhinos, a bunch of Republican scumbags in Congress that did not, when they had the opportunity, rein in big tech. Luckily, it looks like we're reining in big tech on our own. The reason why I say that is because you look at Facebook now, and it looks like Americans are just saying, we've had enough of you, Jeff, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, screw you. Facebook sees the biggest one-day market value drop ever for any U.S. company. With shares tanking more than 20%, the company's market cap saw more than $200 billion of its value completely wiped out today. Americans are starting to wake up and realize that these people are anti-American and their platforms are anti-American. 
and the way they treat people is the same way that communists treat people, socialists treat people, dictators and tyrants treat people. That is what they are noticing. People are starting to say, I really don't need you in my life. You know, Facebook tried to blame it on TikTok today that people were using TikTok. No, people have just said, we've had too many of you silence too much of our information. And then when you get it wrong and you silence our information, what do we notice? You never undo it. You pick winners and losers, and that's what you do. You pick winners and losers, and so people, just like Mark, say, I'm done, I'm walking away. And when you walk away, you take away their power. Well, not just some of it. You take away a lot of their money. Today, you took away $200 billion from Facebook. You screw with us long enough, we'll figure out a way to win, folks. We will figure out a way to win. That's the best part about it. All right, it's been an honor being with you tonight. If you want to keep up with me, grab my podcast, the Ben Ferguson Podcast. It's free. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thanks to Mark Levin for letting me fill in. I'll see you guys back here real soon.